Hi, preheaters. It's Stefan in London. Welcome to the first of our four August Quick Bite episodes. In the time-honored tradition of summer vacation, Andrea and I are taking a few weeks off and preparing the show for all kinds of fall fun. But we didn't want to leave you hanging, so we're taking turns hosting bite-sized episodes this month to see you through. I'm up first with one of my favorite summer tasks, making homemade jam. I'll share my favorite strawberry freezer jam, perfect for beginners, and branch out into a new and more exotic variety I've just discovered too. So grab an iced tea and get ready for some short and sweet talk. I've loved canning since I was a kid. There's something about the hot and sticky heat of a summertime kitchen and the temperature rising even higher as I stand over a massive vat of boiling water. It used to be something done out of necessity, and even when I was a kid growing up in the 80s, my mom was still a big canner. She put up jars of fruit like pears and applesauce, and I can still see them lining the shelves in our basement. They were almost like a treasure to be sent down to the basement in the depths of winter to grab something she had canned in July or August. I love the name we give to this practice, preserving, keeping a little bit of summertime back in the form of the season's fruit or vegetable to last for the darker days to come. Even now when there is a high-quality jam and indeed high-quality fruit available year-round, I think making homemade jam will always be a summertime tradition for me. Today I'm going to share my TNT, that's tried and true, freezer jam for those of you who may be new to this process, as well as a new-to-me kiwi jam that introduced me to an ingredient I'm thrilled to discover in the UK but is also available in the US. Essentially, there's two ways of making and preserving homemade jam, but both rely on something called pectin. Pectin is a naturally occurring starch found in fruits and vegetables, and it helps the jams to thicken and set up. Some fruits are naturally higher in pectin than others, like apples and pears and stone fruits. But some, and especially some that we think of as jam fruits, like berries, are very low in pectin. Some jam recipes want you to cook the fruit for a length of time to release the natural pectin and thicken the jam. But for ease and speed, you can purchase commercial pectin, which comes powdered or in a gel form, and that helps this process along and reduces or even eliminates the cooking time altogether. The first recipe I'm going to share is a non-cooked berry freezer jam from Better Homes and Gardens. I've been making variations on this recipe for probably 25 years. It's a perfect introduction to jam making and preserving if you've never done it before because you simply stir together the ingredients, ladle it into some freezer safe containers, pop it in the deep freeze, and you are done. Use the best berries you can find. Those usually mean local berries to your region. I've had success with both Surgel and Serto brand pectins over the years. They're both readily available in the States. I find it interesting that the version of the recipe I'm using is from an early 90s edition of the Better Homes and Gardens cookbook. It calls for a gel pectin. The versions of this recipe I was able to find online, however, call for a powdered pectin. They make different varieties of pectins for different types of recipes. For example, if you're making a low or no sugar added type of preserve, there is a pectin available for that. You want to use the pectin that's called for in your recipe, though. This is not a place to start substituting and improvising. Use the type specified in the recipe. This jam, this berry freezer jam, is so fresh and so vibrant. 
usually sees me through until it's time for jam making season again. This recipe uses four cups of strawberries, blackberries, or raspberries. You want to hull those strawberries, rinse all the fruit gently and thoroughly to remove any grit. You're gonna crush those berries until you have about two cups of blackberries or raspberries or a cup and three quarters of strawberry. Mix those with four cups of sugar, some lemon peel, your pectin. You're gonna let that stand and have the pectin and the sugar a bit of a chance to work along with the lemon zest, which is also high in natural pectin. Then you're going to stir it for about three minutes to make sure all the sugar dissolves and is incorporated. Ladle it into your half pint freezer containers, leaving a little bit of headspace because that mixture will expand as it freezes. You can take one out of the freezer about 24 hours before you're ready to serve it and away you go. There's almost nothing better. It makes four half pint servings and the recipe specifies that you can put that in the fridge for three weeks or a year in the freezer. Mine never lasts quite that long. In addition to my berry freezer jams, I also wanted to experiment with a cooked jam, and I recently found a winner in my beloved Waitrose Weekend newspaper. It's for golden kiwi jam, and golden kiwis are a variety of kiwi that's more yellow than green. I did use the green variety, and I found it worked just fine. I love this jam for a few reasons. One, it's a small batch. Often when you're making jams, you're making a lot, which is a good thing, but sometimes you just want a little, or if you're trying a new recipe, this can be a good way to taste test. Making this really just makes enough for one jar. Two, it's really quick. You could conceivably make this in the morning and serve it with brunch. Three, it called for an ingredient I had never heard of, jam sugar. Jam sugar? That sounded so wonderful to me and I had to investigate. So I was amazed to find that this is a sugar with powdered pectin added right in. It's basically combining two ingredients into one mixture. In the States, this is known as gelling sugar. And I did find it after a quick look on Amazon.com. Though I must admit, if this is in the grocery stores, I have been looking past it for years. With that in mind, I tried this kiwi jam recipe and it was delicious. I love kiwis. And I love that this is a simple jam you could really make year round as kiwis are coming into season in different parts of the world in different times of year. It's also very pretty with a sweet taste that's reminiscent of both berry and citrus. One caveat, this is a cooked jam and the mixture will thicken as it sets. So it might look a little runny to you initially, but it will firm up as it cools down. Also, jam texture is really a matter of preference. Maybe you're someone who likes a little runnier jam. Maybe you like it thicker. Experiment to find what works for you. So for Waitrose Weekend's Golden Kiwi Jam, you need three perfectly ripe kiwi. To me, that means they are not rock solid, as you sometimes find them when they're in the store, but they have a bit of a give before they turn to that very mushy stage. 100 grams of jam sugar, or gelling sugar as it's known in the US, a tablespoon of lemon juice or to taste. Again, if your kiwi are very much on the sweet side and you want a little more tang, go ahead and experiment with that. You're going to peel and quarter and chop up those kiwi, put them in a pan over low heat, adding the sugar and the lemon juice. That's right, there's only three ingredients in this jam. Continue to warm it until you see that sugar dissolve, then bring to a simmer. This recipe says to cook for 15 minutes. Again, that's down to your preference. I like my jam a little thicker. I went more toward the 25 minute on this. Something will happen when you are cooking jam and that is a small foam bubbles will appear on the top. You can simply scrape it off if it bothers you and discard that. When it's reached the texture you like, pour into a small and sterilized jar. And a note here on sterilizing your jars, you want your jars to be scrupulously clean. I often run mine through the hottest setting on my dishwasher. That includes the jars, the bands, and the lids of the jar. 
you want to let that mixture cool completely once you spoon it into your jar, then you can seal it up. Waitrose says to serve with scones, sandwiched in a Victoria sponge, or with toast, crumpets, and bagels. That all sounds great to me. Neither of these jams are traditionally preserved, wherein you use a method such as a hot water canning bath to remove the oxygen from the containers and seal the lids in place. This allows foods to remain shelf-stable. Without this technique or any canning technique, you must keep your homemade jam in the fridge or the freezer to avoid spoilage. I brought a lot of things with me to the UK, but I regret not bringing all of my canning equipment in jars, so I'm relying on freezer and fridge jams for the time being. However, if you're interested in hot water canning or other traditional methods of preserving food, Sherja website is a treasure trove of recipes and instructions, so is the Better Homes and Gardens website. Canning equipment can be found at Fred Meyer or Target type of stores. If you have an old-fashioned true value hardware store in your neighborhood or other home good type stores, it's worth the small investment you'll pay to get up and running with the large pot and the tongs and the canning jars. I'm still using the canning pot in jars my mom used when I was a kid. And since it's also the season of county fair in the U.S., many 4-H's and Granges across the country do an incredible display at fairs of all of the things they've preserved from the harvest. And I found those folks are always happy to talk with you about their methods. Homemade jam may not be a necessity in this day and age of commercially prepared, well, everything, but I think it's a delicious way to preserve a sweet bit of summer. Let me know what you're canning and preserving this summer on our Facebook community or drop me an email at hosts at preheatedpodcast.com. Well, the timer's buzzed and I've got to get this episode onto the cooling rack. Andrea is up next week with some more delicious and quick summertime fun. Thanks to Anne-Marie Russell for providing our theme music. You can find Anne-Marie at annemarierussell.com and on Amazon and iTunes. Andrea and I will be back refreshed and ready for fall baking with full episodes starting September 3rd. But in the meantime, consider catching up on any episodes you may have missed. There's more than 85 of them. You can download our show on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, and you can always connect with us on our website, preheatedpodcast.com, our Facebook community, Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter, where we're at PreheatedPod. Until next time, thanks for listening, and sweet dreams. is written, performed, and edited by Andrea Ballard and Stefan Cohn in association with 24th Floor Productions.